The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use that promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought Brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with just one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com before I do to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. It is our home for all of our free picks and our podcasts. It's been a little bit, but we are back with the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. Got to apologize. A couple of weeks of just catching our breath and uh, really bearing down for what is about to be an amazing USFL season. Training camps have started. We are in the middle of, of this amazing thing that we got going on. Uh, Alt Fantasy Sports is starting to offer up some leagues. So much exciting stuff happens, so we got to come back because not just that. But the SGPN uh, USFL experts, and I put that in quote, because we're experts, but I, I never like to say I'm an expert at anything other than doing things wrong. Uh, but we compiled ourselves some rankings for you to use in your fantasy football drafts on Alt Fantasy. And of course, I've got to bring in my man, Justin Mark, because that's just the way we do it nowadays. I have a feeling he's going to be a staple uh, during this USFL season. Uh, to talk about some of these discrepancies uh, that we're seeing in our initial rankings, because there's some glaring ones. And so, Justin, uh, I know you're excited because I've seen all your tweets and all of your articles so far, but is this real yet? Are, are we feeling this? It's real. When they release the, uh, the um, rules that they have, they have some really neat things in there, and that got me even more excited. And we're like 20, 19 days away, I think. So it's here, and uh, yeah, I'm ready to ready to enjoy it all. Watching NASCAR, and I keep seeing the USFL commercials on on the NASCAR broadcast, and I'm like, let's go! I cannot <laughs> wait. Uh, all right, out of those rule changes, though, you I know you mentioned them. Give me one that makes this super exciting for fantasy. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see how the extra points or two points or three points will be um, considered into fantasy football. You know, if you got a receiver that catches a three point conversion, is that worth three points? I would assume it is. Um, so that that's definitely exciting as far as fantasy goes. As far as overall rules go, I really like the pass interference. No more bad pass interference calls shifting the field 50 yards. It's a 15 yarder no matter what. Um, or less. I guess it can be less if it happens less than 15 yards. So I like that a lot as well. That is, for me, probably the best thing that I I could hear. Because, again, the pass interference, especially as a Niner fan last year, watching every pass interference call go against us down on the 10-yard line, it was like, come on. You literally just... Uh, the only play that needed to happen as, as a, anybody playing the 49ers, was throw the ball as far as you can down the field and let one of their defenders get a pass interference call and you get those yards. So um, I like that too because it also adds a little more strategy, right? You, you're done just chucking and hoping for a pass interference call. Now it's only a 15-yard penalty, so you got to deal with it uh, as it were. So, uh, all right. So, like I said, we have got the USFL rankings, the first of their kind for our site. And uh, we are, man, I tell you, there's some, <laughs> there's some pretty big swings in this. Because as we've said before, we don't know yet. This is a lot of unknowns happening with folks that have, have played in certain areas, folks that haven't played in certain areas. So, we're really just going off of some of what we've seen um in past spring leagues and college in most cases. So yeah, this, this, we're going to talk about some of these biggest swings that we got going on for our rankings. And we start Justin, as we always do by loading three minutes up on the clock and talk about our good old friend Davion Smith, because here's the thing. We all, I mean, we all can uh, say that Davion Smith is a good running back. We've talked about him before. We definitely 
uh, made the case for him a couple of, especially during the mock draft. Uh, but here's here's where here's where our differences lie. Adam has him first. Uh, you have him third. I have him first. But Matthew Morse has him out there in twelfth. I'm not quite sure. And I, look, I know when if you read his article, if you read the article that's on the website right now with the rankings on it, he alludes to the fact that there are maybe too many mouths to feed over there in Pittsburgh. But I say that Davion Smith is going to get the bulk of that work, and he will be the best back in the USFL. So uh, what say you, Justin? Yeah, no, I agree. I could easily see him being the best back. The only reason I have him at three is because I think Garrett Groshek, who Matthew has at number one, is going to get carries as well. Um, I do think Davion Smith is going to get the bulk of those carries or at least get the first crack at it. So I think that's the biggest discrepancy is uh, when you look at the two guys saying, okay, who's going to be the starter? Um, you know, we've we've alluded to the fact that we think they're going to run the ball a lot because it's it's Kirby Wilson. He's a running back coach. And so I, I think they'll both run the ball. I just think Davion Smith is going to get more opportunity. And that's why I have him at three. Um, and I would have him at first if Garrett Groshek wasn't there. I think Groshek is very talented. Um, I think he's going to be involved as well. And so I kind of see the too many mouths to feed. Um, but, I, you know, I don't, for me, it doesn't knock Davion Smith down that much. So as we're looking for the consensus, too, as far as who is Davion Smith's not even in the top 15 in, in our consensus overall. Uh, and, and just a little brief spoiler alert. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this top 15, but he does not appear in any of that. And I have a feeling that uh, Matt threw off the curve on this one. Uh, but you know, again, when you when you're looking at it, we at least between the three of us have him as draftable in the first round, or or not draftable for, but the first running back off the board. Whereas Matthew just was like, nope, not even gonna, not even gonna touch that. And you're right, he's got Garrett Groshek first, uh, and then he's got another quarter or another running back that we're gonna talk about in a little bit, ranked second. So, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna take the averages. I still think he's one of the first running backs taken off the board, and and maybe you just use Matthews as an outlier. Yeah, no, I agree. In our mock draft, um, Smith actually fell to me, and if that was a real draft, I'd be ecstatic about it. I was so mad. I should have. Because <laughs> I had the last pick. There's no way I was going to get Davion Smith. Uh, unfortunately, that was, that was just not it. I mean, maybe I passed on him, uh, but I should have, in hindsight, should have not taken a quarterback first. Now that we know that quarterbacks were not necessarily that high of a, of a value. But who's to say? Because we're going to do another full-on draft now uh, in a couple of weeks. So who's to say that that all doesn't get flipped on its ear now that we have the supplemental draft out of the way too? For sure, yeah. I Same as you, I expected it to be all quarterbacks in the first round. I had that last pick and thought, oh, I'll be sneaky and get like a top running back and top wide receiver. And of course, we saw it, it was not all quarterbacks. I think only three went. Yeah, it was, and everybody else was just trying to get cute, so apparently that worked, because <laughs> here we are. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next running back uh, that we're going to talk about. It's Dalen Dawkins with the Gamblers. Uh, Dalen comes in for Adam at third. You've got him at six. Matthew's got him at third, but then there's me. I, I'm pulling a Matthew on this one. I've got him at 13th. So, and here's the thing about Dalen Dawkins. Like, again, all of the, the running backs that I've got a, ahead of him all have more experience and pedigree than does Dalen Dawkins. So, for me, I, I really, he's this low on the list because he's got too much of an unknown factor for me in this instance where uh, guys like Davion Smith and, and, and even Darnell Holland that I've got ahead of him and all, all these, fo- I mean, I don't have Darnell Holland. Um, guys like Trey Williams that I've got ahead of him, Paul Terry, all these guys have shown me something in a spring league, you know, whereas I still haven't necessarily seen anything out of Dalen Dawkins that, that is going to sway me. So, uh, I don't know, G- give me something for Dalen Dawkins for those people who are wondering why I'm crazy. Yeah, no, I, I think you, you brought up a good point there of the spring league, spring league experience. And I think that's the challenge as I was looking at these guys. Do I evaluate them on how well they did in college? Do I evaluate them on the, you know, the limited time they had in spring league or um, in preseason football or NFL on some of these? But 
So for Dawkins, you know, he was really good at uh, Colorado State, and one of the reasons I'm higher on him is he's he can run the ball, but he can also catch the ball. Um, 3,185 yards and 14 touchdowns rushing, but he also had 650 receiving yards and three touchdowns. So for me, that bumped him up a little bit as far as if you're thinking PPR league over some of the other guys. Um, and and yeah, and so I had him at six. I And so I, when I was looking at these before the show, I was a little interested in these ones that you and I are quite different on just to you know have that back and forth and see why each of us did. Uh, personally for me, I kind of based it more on his college rather than the lack of experience thinking, you know, he looked like a talented runner on film and I think he's going to be able to bring that with his fresh start. Um, and I, you know, and I also think that he's going to be the lead guy for the gamblers. So I think that's going to help as well. And for me though, too, I looked at it, he hasn't played in a couple of years, you know, and that, that's what I was looking at as well is like, again, these, some of these spring league guys played as, as, uh, recently as last year. But he has not played in a couple of years. The last time he played was with the Lions and the practice squad in 2020. Haven't seen much from him outside of that. So, you know, it, it's it's give and take here. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Does that mean um, he's fresher than some of those other guys or if he's rusty? You know, I could see it going either way. Yeah. I, well, and to me, you know, when, when, you're, when you're talking about freshness and st- these guys that have reps underneath them... You know, they're the ones that can get up to game speed quickly. So, true. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm a little weary, like I said, in a, in a world of unknowns about Dalen Dawkins. Although I, I, we should, we should have Adam and uh, Matthew on on a round table at some point to talk more about it once we get closer. Once training camp happens, once the news gets happens, uh, the next updated rankings, we'll have them, uh, we'll have both of them on and we'll talk some rankings with them. So, uh, all right, next running back on the board for us is Matt Colburn. He is with the Stars. Uh, look, for me, I, Matt Colburn, I love, uh, again, the spring league experience. That he, I'm going to beat that horse. I really am. You're, you're going to take, I want you to take shots every time I use the words uh, spring league experience because that's what he's got. I mean, he had 2,550 yards uh, at Wake Forest. That was good. 904 yards in his junior year, but he also really did good in the spring league where he had 47 carries, 305 yards, and a touchdown. It's eight receptions, 141 yards, and a receiving touchdown. I mean, that is what you're looking for in, in a short, short season like that. Um, he's going to be playing with his quarterback that he played for in the spring league and Brian Scott. So those two already have chemistry. So, again, I have him. Let's see, where, where we got Colburn. Colburn for uh, Adam is 12th. For you, I mean, sorry, Adam is 17th, you're 12th, uh, Matt's got him at 10, I've got him at 7. So I've got him as a starting running back in this fantasy football season. You guys have him at like running back 2, and 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 in some cases not even startable. So uh, again, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for reps, recent reps, recent success, and the fact that he's going to be with the quarterback that he won the championship in the spring league with uh, and played an integral part in that roster, so... That's my Matt Colburn take. Uh, what's yours, Justin? Well, I'll go grab my bourbon so I can do the shots when you're uh, <laughs> talking about spring. <laughs> um, this this ranking surprised me because I thought you were a uh, Darnell Holland guy, and that's who I have um, as their starter or getting more reps just because of his versatility. So for me, um, that's the reason I haven't Colburn ranked a little bit lower. Um, I really like um, you know what what Holland brings. And so it's not so much of uh, a slight, I guess, against Colburn. I just don't think he gets the um, the starting reps. I mean, he's got a compact frame. He's got good vision. He's played with the Rams some, so he has a little bit of that professional experience. Um, again, I just think with Darnell Holland from Kennesaw State, he was had that big playability there. Now, I know Kennesaw State being a smaller school, how's that going to translate? Um, but I think he's had some success in the spring leagues as well. Uh, hit and miss, um, but I, I just think he'll get the first crack at it, and um, he'll he'll be the starter over Colburn, in my opinion. I'm a Holland guy, yes, but for me, all of a sudden, I looked at what Holland actually did, and and the numbers didn't jive with what I remembered. You know, there, there's some instances where you remember a guy, and you're like, oh yeah, because maybe because he wore number zero, 
And maybe that was why I was like, ah, yes, I definitely know Darn- Darnell Holland. Uh, I remember him being good. But maybe it's just because I remember him wearing zero and touching the ball. So when I went and dug <laughs> in the numbers, I was like, well, that's not as good as I remember. So, um, But Paul Terry actually flashed more uh, as, a, as a general than did Holland. So uh, I don't think we're going to talk about him. No, we're not. But Paul Terry, that's why he actually shot at my rankings more than, uh, than Holland. Because once I, once I dug back into it, I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah. Maybe I was just being a little uh, recency biased as far as who I was picking for Holland. Which, as you noticed, uh, since we'll bring up Holland, he's ninth for Adam, fifth for you, 19th for me, and fourth for Matthew. So, again, I the numbers the numbers did not fan out the way I thought they, they would in my head. So, uh, Darnell Holland comes in seventh on the overall ranking, but I think I dipped that down quite a bit with my 19th. So, sorry, Darnell. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I was say if you know if he can get anywhere close to that senior year in college where he had eleven point nine yards per carry, even if he does half that, he's going to be pretty good. Yeah. No, I, I mean you know anything's possible. <laughs> I've I've said it a million times in the NASCAR podcast, me and Cody. It's just you know it, anything can happen anymore in sports, and it seems to be the the case all over the place. So, uh, all right. Let's load up for the next one where we've got Tony Brooks James of the Stallions. Tony is 19th for you, 15th, or 19th for Adam, 15th for you, 18th for me, but Matthews got him in eighth place. I'm not quite exactly sure what he sees in him, but I know that, again, this is another name for me that didn't necessarily move the needle because I didn't see a whole lot of stuff on him. That made me really, I mean, look, I know he played for Oregon. Pac-12 schools are always huge. But he's bounced around so much from the Falcons, the Buccaneers, the Steelers, the Vikings, the Falcons again, the Steelers again. You know, we say that these guys that go to camp obviously get looked. But a lot of times these guys that go to camps uh, are just ones that they can come in and fill the bodies and and have, you know, be the pass catchers in practice because they know they're going to be camp ready. But once it comes down to the final cuts, they're like, yeah, okay. Or even the first cuts in this instance. So, um, again, I'm not quite sure what Matt saw in Tony Brooks James, but tell us what you see and, and why your rankings reflect that uh, he's not necessarily somebody we should be focusing on. Yeah, so he was drafted as the first running back for the Stallions, and I thought um, because of his experience and his speed too i thought okay this is going to be their starting running back he's going to have a chance to uh, do really well and then when it came back around in the second round of running backs they took cj marble that's the reason i'm down on tony brooks james because i'm such a believer in cj marble um i have marble as my second ranked running back just because i really like his skill set um you know i'm a little biased because he spent a little bit of time with the bears they actually drafted him um, and he didn't make the team, but you know, I'm just a big fan of him. And I think that's going to limit Tony Brooks, James's opportunities, his carries. Um, and so that's why I'm lower on him and have him at 15th looking at, at Matthew's rankings, you know, with Tony at eight, he's got marble at 14th. So he obviously has that flipped and thinks that, um, Tony Brooks, James will get the, the start, uh, which is obviously very possible. I think all of us are kind of guessing at this point, going with our guts based on what we see. So, um, but that's why I have him ranked lower. And that's exactly why I have Maribel up there in fifth. And I, it's basically the flip flop, exactly the same. I mean, we all have Tony Brooks, James in that 15 to 20 range uh, where we've got Maribel up there in the top six. You know, Adam's got him sixth, you've got him second, I've got him fifth. And then, of course, Matthew's got him 14th because, again, I think he thinks that Tony Brooks James is going to get the start because he was the guy that was drafted first. And we saw in this draft, in the whole draft process, that it was weird to see not the best players didn't always go with the first few picks, you know, with the first round of picks or the first two rounds of picks. There were some, I think, steals later in the draft and especially in the supplemental draft that we saw guys like, you know, C.J. Marable. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, there were guys that were picked, and I thought, why would they pick them with so-and-so on the board? And then it came back around, and then that person was taken, and, and I didn't understand it. I mean, obviously, they 
saw a more recent film. They got to see these guys when they did their tryout stuff. So they probably know what they're doing. But, um, you know, when you look at game tape, it's hard to, when you take these two guys in their talent levels, it's hard not to think that CJ Marvel is a little bit more talented, in my opinion. I think that that is a solid point. And yeah, I mean, to me, this this is uh, where we'll find out more, obviously, when rosters start to get uh, settled and when work starts to be distributed in camp and we get to see more of what's happening, uh, which is the case also for our next guy, uh, the Generals running back, my team, Trey Williams. Uh, man, and so this this is all over the place. This is This is one where... Either I'm going to be completely right or I am going to be way off base on this one uh, because everybody's got Trey Williams uh, in between 14 and 16. Adam's got him 15th. You've got him uh, 14th. Matthew's got him 16th. And then, of course, then there's me. Uh, I have him in third. I think he is the third best running back in this league right now for fantasy purposes. Uh, and <laughs> look, man, call me, call me a little biased toward the AAF, but... The guy has actually done some amazing things, and he had three seasons in Texas A&M, 1,300 rushing yards, 300 receiving yards, almost 1,700 kick return yards, 19 total touchdowns. So, you know, the guy was a terror over there in Texas A&M, played for the uh, San Antonio Commanders, which, again, in the AAF, if you're familiar with it, it, it just... I love it. It was beautiful. He had 205 yards and a touchdown on 40 carries uh, in the defunct league. And uh, he had 122 yards and a touchdown on 34 touches as a Seattle Dragons. And I will say that that Dragons running back or that Dragons running game started to step it up toward the end there. And I feel like, uh, you know, that's where. But now here's here's where I think why it's different for me versus I think you guys. and, And that's Darius Victor. Uh, I have a feeling that I know Adam loves him some Darius Victor because of the XFL and the Guardians and all that other stuff. Uh, he He's definitely a huge fan of that connection. Uh, but again, I still think Paul Terry, out of the two, is the going to be the three-down back at least, uh, or at least the first two, where Darius Victor might come in to catch passes. But I think Paul Terry is going to see the majority of the work, and, and I feel like, or I'm sorry, Trey Williams is going to see a majority of the work. Uh uh, I'm flipping around and I'm I'm looking at all these names, but I know who I'm talking about. Trey Williams is going to get a lot of that work, and uh, yeah, that that that's my point in this backfield. So, uh, what do you think of Justin? Yeah, no. So when I was looking at him, you're right. He's got a lot of experience. He's uh, done a little NFL time, CFL, XFL, AAF. So he's been around. He's been involved. Um, but when I was looking at him, I have Mike Weber ahead of him. Um, he was really good at Ohio State. Uh, put up really good numbers there. Um, you know, he's got some uh, experience with one of those those bigger schools like Ohio State. He had 2,700 yards in, in three seasons, averaged six yards a carry. Um, so I just, I have him ranked a little bit higher because of that. And that's why for me, Trey Williams um, falls out of that top 10, basically. Um, I, I just, I think that, Weaver will get the the starting opportunity there, but you know the more I did look into it, especially when I saw you had him at three, I was like, all right, I need to look some more into this guy. Um, I did see he's got a ton of experience outside of college, obviously, and um, it, it'll be interesting to see how that does come into play for sure. And like I said, I mean, I feel like he's going to be ready. He's going to be uh, ready to go, and the generals are going to have him, themselves a very very good backfield. And he's gonna be a, a key member of that. In fact, I, I made that argument in the uh, article on the website for the the ball carriers. Um, I just I feel like he's gonna be the guy. And and to me, if you're gonna give me that sort of uh, uh, production out of him, I'll, I'll rank him third. And, and there's a lot of guys. I'm sure. I mean, obviously, you know that there's an argument to be made for everybody before him. But you know, I'll live and die by this. Like I said, either I'll be really right or really wrong by the end of the season. And I'm not afraid to, uh, to let that go. So, so biased aside, do you want the general's backfield or the Mahler's backfield? I mean, at this point, I kind of want the Mahler's backfield because <laughs> I, I wish, curious. no, I wish that Davion Smith would have gone to the generals. Cause then I would have had a lot more rooting interest in it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I want Davion Smith. Nine times out of out of ten, 
for just everything because the guy is yeah. going to be the best back in the league, in my opinion. So for sure. All right, all right. Five down. We uh, we've run through the running backs. So we're going to go through some receivers when we come back from the break here. Breaking down some USFL rankings on the website. You can go check them out right now at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. But before you do that, we're brought to you by WinBet, as we always are. If you're looking for Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand, look no further than WinBet. It is the premier online casino for the five-star Win Resort properties. From classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today. Get a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. The WinBet win hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific time. You get better prices on selected games, and if you have the WinBet app, get alerted right on the hour betters who wager at least $500 in the first and second round of the tournament going to earn one entry into a drawing for a trip to win Las Vegas so much to choose from and all you got to do is download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com to get started offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 Zero zero. Are you looking to score a sweet SGPN hoodie? Everybody should be. Every day, March Madness games are being played and we'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness to enter that sportsgambling.com slash merch madness. Get you an SGPN hoodie. I've got mine. I love it. I wear it all the time. Uh, in fact, I've been told to take it off a few times because it smells, but I don't care. I'm going to keep wearing it. So get yours, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Merch Madness. I'm super excited because I am going to be soon getting uh, uh, some of what our newest sponsor has to offer, and that's Trade Coffee. I mainline coffee, and I cannot wait to get my Trade Coffee because they are going to personalize that coffee for me, and it connects me to the freshest and best-tasting coffee that I'm ever going to have, and I can't wait for it. They got freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. Man. So if you consider yourself a coffee snob or your friends call you a coffee snob, just know when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's Real Coffee Experts personality test tastes over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you. These guys know their coffee. Soon, I am going to know my coffee. I can't wait right now. Trade is offering a new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. So get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade find you coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you may as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, other prying eyes, me. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. I mean, your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's literally that simple. You can use IPVanish or uh, on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go anywhere online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. Don't pass that up. IP Vanish, super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. Use the promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Running backs down, wide receivers to go. The USFL fantasy football train is in full effect. I am about to go join more 
uh, alt fantasy sports drafts, Justin. I don't know about you. I'm I'm probably going to be in too many this year. There's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, and here I am probably trying to set waivers for 15 different teams. Uh, it's going to be worse. I think it's going to be worse than uh, than NFL fantasy because uh, you know there's only so many teams that you can be on. So it's like, oh, here we go. But I can't wait for ours. That that is for sure. Our our league's going to be competitive. It's going to be fun, and uh, and I'm going to win it. And if it goes how like I was looking at the teams from that mock draft, if it goes like that, then we're all going to be complaining that my wife came in and beat us all. <laughs> <laughs> man, you brought a ringer into our our midst, man. Right. That's not fun. <sighs> Everybody's like, "Why did you do that? Why?" <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to the wide receivers. Uh, and, and you know, we're going to make sure that uh, Jay Markey's wife is not listening to this inside knowledge. Uh, That's right. All right. We're going to start with Cavanti Turpin because it didn't take long on this list for us to find the first discrepancy as far as wide receivers are concerned. Cavanti uh, Turpin, for you, comes in fifth. For me, comes in seventh. For Matthew, comes in seventh. But Adam does not like him some Cavante Turpin at all. He's got him at 15th. Unbelievable. <laughs> does he not like the fan-controlled football league? Uh, because that is where he was at last, and, and he did some great things there. And, you know, I, I still like me some Cavante Turpin. So uh, what? why do you think he's so low on him? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Adam won't give him another chance after those off-field issues that he had coming out of college. That that could be part of it. Um, you know, and I think we we got to think, is this going to be the same Cavante Turpin who, after his junior year, they expected him to have a great senior year and be one of the top wide receiver picks in the draft class. He got booted from the school due to off-field things. They thought, well, undrafted free agent, he you know, still end up making an impact. Had another off the field incident, and so um, maybe for Adam, he's run out of uh, chances on Cavante Turpin. I still think you know he's a fast guy; he's an electric player. I think he's going to make a good impact in the USFL. Um, but yeah, that that's the only thing I could think of is maybe maybe he just is not liking that off the field character issues and thinks that he might not be able to hold that together. Which again is is totally valid and and something that you do need to take into account. But look, if you draft him. And he produces like he should produce over the course of the first few weeks of the, you know, and if you're having somebody follow Adam's rankings and you can grab him late for that matter, uh, for sure, you know, you can snatch him up as a, as a value pick. But to me, again, I just feel like his talent is, is too much. Uh, I think that he's going to use that experience that he had, uh, previously, especially in the fan control football league, because, <clears throat> I've said this before, but the fan-controlled football league, you're basically playing with different quarterbacks almost every single game that, that you were playing. Because a lot of times you didn't get drafted back onto the same team that you were on last week or the week before, and and somebody else had that quarterback, and you know you were you were playing with a new quarterback. So you had to be able to adjust, and and not just that, but you didn't even know the play call until the fans voted on it. So you had to re- you had to react quickly, learn plays quickly, and do a lot of things, a lot of mental gymnastics that most football players don't have to do. They learn a playbook, they play with the same quarterback for the whole season, maybe a couple of you know things here and there with injuries, but by and large, it's it's kind of the same thing. But the fan control football league that didn't happen, and Cavante Turpin did good things there, and and I think you know that kind of goes uh, well for what he can do in the USFL. Yeah, I think that adaptability that he gained from that is really going to help because they don't have a lot of time to prepare before their first games. Um, we're talking about a month. So I think that um, being through that sort of situation where he's got to think fast, he's got to learn quickly, I think that's definitely going to help him out. It's it's the same thing that we've seen, as, and especially for, for me, I, I, barely, I just got a chance to watch the uh, Indoor Football League. The Bay Area Panthers played their first game, and they only had like two weeks of, of real actual training camp to get ready for that whole season, you know, to get ready for that first game. Uh, granted, they were on a bye week that first week, so everybody else played. Uh, but still, I mean, two, three weeks to, to get an entire team together and learn almost a brand new style of football for what, it's, what it is, you know, that's the kind of thing that these guys are up against as well. And if you've got that kind of experience and that mental flexibility, I think it goes a long way uh, into, into going 
for your success. Speeding success, I'm not successfully talking today, uh, but Devin Gray is the next name on the list. I mean, again, I'll just go to the go to the article on the website. You don't have to go far for some of these things to happen. Uh, Devin Gray, you have him at seventh. I've got him at fifth. Matthew's got him at third. Adam, 28th. What in the world is the discrepancy with Devin Gray and, and why he's so uh, low on the list? Uh, first of all, I, tell me why he's so high on your list, Justin. I want to I wanna hear where, you know, he's getting that from. Yeah, Adam's got some explaining to do. Um, <laughs> um, so... You know he's he's got some experience for, on the Falcons and the Ravens. He's played in preseason games in the NFL. He's got some XFL experience. He was a really good wide receiver at Cincinnati, thirteen hundred yards, eight touchdowns in two years um, because he transferred from a community college. I just think that he's set up to succeed. You know he stayed active in the leagues as much as he could, even when he didn't make it into the NFL after preseasons. Um, he was in two in preseasons two different years, Falcons and the Ravens. So, I mean, that's somebody that I feel like they had enough talent. He had enough talent to get the call back from a team. Um, and I think now is going to be his opportunity to shine. I think he's going to be wide receiver one on the stars. And, um, you know, when you're ranking your wide receivers, you got to look at quarterbacks too. And, you know, I think we can both agree the stars got a good one. They do have a good one. And in fact, I was talking about being reunited with quarterbacks. He is going to be reunited with his quarterback. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. He's going to be on the same. He was on the same team as as was it just the year after. But he was catching passes from Ryan Mallett last season in the spring league. So uh, on the generals. I, again, I have a feeling that he is going to be uh, a guy that's, that's coming in with a little more just seasoning under his belt last season with that spring league with the generals that team wasn't as good as the 2020 generals uh, obviously with brian scott at the helm but they were still pretty good um and they did and they did have ryan mallet on that team which as we know uh ryan mallet still serviceable quarterback he wasn't necessarily uh good enough to get back into the nfl but you know a guy with a lot of nfl experience maybe learned a thing or two from him about how to be a good wide receiver in, in the league so I, i'm high on him obviously uh, I just don't know that 28, that that seems like a very giant swing. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we'll, like I said, we'll get we'll get Adam on next time and we'll have him uh, talk it through. But it's just, it's crazy to see the discrepancy between uh, top, top seven, top five, top three, and 28. <laughs> it's like, okay, you must really hate this guy. <laughs> uh, speaking of another guy he hates, he hates Sean Poindexter. For the breakers <laughs> a breakers player justin we've got a breakers player on the on the on the thing you know and when, when i was looking through the 10 names i was like man if we don't put a breakers player on here <laughs> <laughs> we did uh all right so uh you've got him at third matthew's got him at second adam's got him at 23rd i've got him at 25th we talked a little bit about poindexter uh, on, on the mock draft and how excited uh, i think the xfl gym and and old wolf of oakland was uh, but you guys have them way up there. You guys have them as two and three. Uh, yet me and Adam pretty much don't believe in him. So why should we love Sean Poindexter? Oh, I know you're down on him because he didn't end up making the Niners team and helping them out. I, that's got to be it, I assume. <laughs> um, no, I, so coming out of college, he was labeled a little slow. I do understand that. But this guy is a huge target, six foot five, two hundred thirteen pounds, big time red zone target, and you know I I feel like I've beat a dead horse here, but there aren't a lot of tall cornerbacks or safeties that were drafted. Um, I think when the supplemental draft happened, we finally got one that was six foot one or six foot two, but other than that, they've all been six foot or lower. Yes, they're 
quicker. So if he is labeled as slow, that could be an issue. But I also think it's a thing where you just chuck it up to him and he's going to come down with it. And that's why I'm I'm really high on Poindexter. Um, just that big body, I think he's going to be able to use it. So I think that's going to be interesting when we talk about those three-point plays. You know, he's going to be able to come down with a touchdown that you just chuck it up. And then when they're going from the 10-yard line and they have that one play to score three points, I definitely think that's a guy you target at six foot five. And then, you know, he could be king of the three-pointers. That would be... <laughs> That'd be for pretty, sure, yeah. That'd be something. You're king of the three pointers all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's just we have it. To me, I just haven't seen what I've seen out of some of these other guys, and I just want to. I don't know. I want to hedge a little on a guy like Poindexter, uh, just because we don't know, and and we're not gonna know until it's all said and done. Of course, one thing I do know is we're brought to you by PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is in full swing, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every tournament, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Then, after you make a purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Like Dave from Chicago purchased a $100. to 1 North Carolina championship ticket on PropSwap in January and then resold it on PropSwap for $500. Use that promo code SGP. When you make your first deposit, PropSwap is going to double it up to $500. Double the cash, as always, means double the odds. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. It's got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and the first deposit cash match. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to match your deposit up to $500. So join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. Continuing on with our wide receivers which, you know, these past guys, I, we, I'm not doing any tight ends today. I'm not doing much of uh, anything other than the receivers and the, and the running backs because, to be honest with you, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of discrepancies all over the board. So make sure you go over the article and check it out. But Isaiah Zuber is one of the ones where I feel like has maybe one of the biggest gaps that I, I think we've seen uh, in there because I'm looking at Isaiah Zuber uh, and I'm not. Oh, there he is. Uh, he's seventh consensus overall, all right? But he's fourth for you, fifth for Matthew. He's 30th for Adam and 32nd for me. And now, is this because he went in the supplemental and there's just not a lot to go on with him? But I, that's what I that's where I was coming from. I couldn't really find anything that made me want to put him higher than anybody else on this list, especially after... because. Little little between behind baseball is that we did the initial rankings before uh, we started the rankings before the supplemental draft. So we had that that first starting list of names, and so really after the draft, after the supplemental draft, we kind of went back in and and picked up the rest of the 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 names. But for me, when I was going through it, I was I was trying to compare some things and some stats and say to myself, I, I I can't really find a way to put him higher than everybody else. So. Um, maybe Adam felt the same way, but you guys, you and Matthew both thought Zuber, uh, was going to bring more to the table uh, right off the bat. So why do you love Zuber so much? Yeah, clearly Matthew and I are looking at the same game tape and you and Adam are looking at the same, you know, um, so the big question to me, you know, I was kind of like, do I want to be high on this guy or not? The big question is, is he going to be the player he was his, freshman through junior year of college at K-State or when he had his down year at Mississippi State. Um, Because at Kansas State, he had 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns. Um, He's also had time with the Patriots, you know, and so I kind of taken that into consideration. He had two receptions, 29 yards. I know nothing mind-blowing there, but if you think about the Patriots organization and the coaches that they have with Bill Belichick and just all the coaches under Bill Belichick, you're getting coached up a lot. I feel like. Um, and so I kind of took that into consideration as well. Um, and then just his talent, you know, he's, he's six foot, so he's not a super tall guy, but he's an excellent route runner. He uh, has some really, really reliable hands. And I just feel like he's going to become a, a go-to target 
um, just a go-to guy. And so that's why I'm kind of higher on him. Yeah, again, I just I don't see I don't see where he's going to be an instant impact player. So maybe he's a sleeper. Maybe he's somebody that you can grab in the later rounds and and will produce for you. Uh, because again, I don't I don't see the instant impact for him. And and I like the Houston situation, but you know, again, in a list in a room full of unknowns and in a room full of receivers that we don't know much about. Uh, I just I, I'm very hectic or hesitant to to pick him up, especially because after that down season, right? That was one of the more recent things that he had. Yeah, he exploded, but for some reason that fell off. So uh, is that is that a sign of a trend, or is that just a, a down year? Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I think if you're approaching this in your fantasy football drafts and you're kind of oh I don't know which way to go, um, you're obviously looking for a, a mid round guy. You don't want to probably don't want to jump up and take him um, because I'll already have him at that point based <laughs> on my rankings. No, um, but you know, if you're, if you're on the fence after you do your own research and everything, you know, everybody out there that's going to be participating in these, if you still don't know, you know, don't, don't swing too early. Basically, if you don't feel comfortable with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move on to the last receiver <clears throat> and a guy that again, Another one of these instances where you don't really know the name, but he's actually done a couple of things here and there. He's actually on a roster, and that is uh, Derek Willies. He was a Cleveland Brown and actually played for the Cleveland Browns for a hot second. Uh, unfortunately, he was placed on the reserve retired list in 2021, uh, ultimately putting a nail in his coffin. Um, but he, he did play on the active roster for the Week 16 game against the Jets. Uh, three catches, 61 yards in his career as a as a Brown, uh, so not bad, right? Uh, he did have a fumble, so that may that may very well have led ultimately to his demise. But um, you know, has a little NFL experience, uh, so you you definitely look for that uh, when you're going for it. But we have Willie's. Um, I have him at 17th. You have him at 12th. Matthew has him at 9th. But Adam putting the big kibosh on the Cleveland Brown uh, receiver at 45. Not even not even anywhere near a, a guy you want to draft. Um, but tell me what you saw in Willie's to, to put him up in the at least the top 12 for you. Yeah, um, I mean, the experience is the one thing, the professional experience played for the Browns. I do find it interesting he pulled a little bit of a Tom Brady. Um, I saw he announced his retirement from the NFL in September of 2021, now he's back in the USFL, so um, unretired now. Um, I should be lower on the guy because his freshman year, he transferred out of Iowa and went to Texas Tech, but um, that's okay. I, I think that professional experience that he had in Cleveland, um, and he wasn't bad at Texas Tech either. Um, nothing jumping off the charts. He had 592 yards, two touchdowns in two seasons, so not an impact player, but um, all that up coaching in the NFL and that experience that he's had, I think that's going to translate well over to the USFL. Um, and I think he's going to be able to, to make an impact. Um, I'd be, I'd be curious to see, you know, hear Adam's thoughts on why he has him at 45. He's one of the few receivers that has straight up NFL catches. You know, a lot of these guys, uh, they 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 were on practice rosters, they were on practice squads, but they didn't actually take the field in a regular season game. Uh, this guy at least did, uh, and and that means that he was part of the buildup for that. You know, he actually had to prepare for the game uh, and get ready for it. So he's got actual NFL reps, and again, I think that that's going to go a long way in being able to do something for his team right off the bat. Uh, it, it at least shows that an NFL team saw enough of him to put him on the field where a lot of these guys did not get that opportunity, especially a lot of the guys that we're even talking about over him. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with Willie's. I'm okay taking him as a third or a fourth receiver uh, off the board too if, if, you're, if you're really that. If you don't believe in him as much as we do, but don't hate him as much as Adam, <laughs> I think there's a happy <laughs> middle ground. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, and the the guys coming from college going to NFL, you always hear like they're surprised by how much quicker the NFL game is. And it's nothing against these other um, professional leagues, but even going from the 
professional leagues to the NFL, they say how much quicker the game is. And that's just something that, you know, Derek Willies is going to be used to. He's prepared for, he's gone against those quick cornerbacks. Um, and he's just, I think he's going to be able to be ready to, to kind of be a plug and play piece and grasp the offense quickly and make an impact. I like it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So we broke down five receivers and five running backs for you in the draft. Uh, if you are drafting, make sure you go to altfantasy.com uh, and it you can get your league together. Uh, I know we are going to have a listener league here pretty soon. I'll, I'll give you the details on that next time. Uh, so we'll go ahead and draft a listener league. Uh, I'm sure I'll get Justin in and we'll get uh, six more of you guys, uh, listeners out there who want to join a USFL fantasy football league and just go complete DGEN with us all the way into into USFL season because we are quickly approaching it. So uh, we'll just, we'll have more coverage. In fact, next week, next week is going to be a massive, I think we're going to, I think I've got four episodes planned next week as far as uh, we're just going to blow out some UFL, USFL stuff because we're very, very close to the first uh, game and the first offering of USFL in its 2022 form. And uh, we're just going to get hyped for it. Maybe we'll do uh, four four days of, of mock drafts or four days of actual drafts, listener drafts. Uh, I'll figure it out. I'll make it fun, and we'll have a good USFL week next week uh, as we prepare for the season. So, uh, Justin, as we wrap it up here, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you and find all your hard work on the website? Sure. Yeah. Uh, go to the app or website uh, for Sports Gambling Podcast, and then find me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. Always tweeting USFL stuff um, as fantasy football for NFL gets closer. You know, I'll be talking about that. So give me a follow. Uh, feel free to ask any questions you have. And uh, Rod, question, um, April 16th, the first game of the season, I have to be at a wedding. Is it appropriate at the reception to watch USFL on my phone while <laughs> everybody else is dancing? <laughs> if you don't, I will be highly disappointed. <laughs> right. <laughs> All I'm saying, April 16th, that, they couldn't have planned the wedding any other day than that. Right. I agree. I should call them up and be like, can you guys just push it back a couple weeks? <laughs> or, or at the very least, push it up a few hours. Right. I go. mean, yeah. you know, early morning, we want six o'clock in the morning. Uh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Well, look, while everybody's doing the electric slide, you can be watching some football. It's, it's perfectly appropriate. So, uh, all right. Yes. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Of course, follow the fantasy channel for the SGPN at SGPN fantasy. Uh, download this uh, SGPN app. Listen to this podcast and every other podcast that we got going on. Make sure you're following the po- uh, the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, for all of our hard-hitting USFL fantasy stuff. It's I'm telling you, the USFL gambling podcast is out. Colby D's uh, kicking it all the, all the time over there, talking USFL over there. So much USFL content for you to consume on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure you're doing it. And again, download the app. Keep up to date. Football to play, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you next time and let it ride. Loud, it's grilled and good.